Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. My job is to make the best possible decision for the Cubs. And if that possible, if that decision is about the, you know, the present, then... That, you know, sometimes it's about the present, and sometimes that decision is about the future. But that really is how I, I view it. Like, you know, my job is sort of the main. I'm the chief baseball decision maker, and and when I, you know, every decision I make should be through the lens of like, what's the best thing for this franchise? That's Jed Hoyer meeting the media the other day. Yes, every decision. What's best for the Cubs? But when? That's what I still don't get. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Rohde, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Our tech zone, 312-644-6767. And we were talking about, you know, trades. We're talking about trade rumors and, and, and where it goes. And we had some, some trade thoughts on the text line about Tampa or Boston and Kimbrel to Atlanta, Boston or Toronto seem pretty live. And there's a trade proposal by MLB.com. They had a roundtable, Mark, about Javi Baez going to the A's. Now we know the Cubs and A's. Yes. I heard Bruce mention that today, too. Right. So in this one suggested trade by David Adler of MLB.com, the, the proposal was shortstop Logan Davidson, the A's number five prospect, and right-handed pitcher Jeff Criswell, the A's number eight prospect, because Elvis Andrus sucks. Elvis has left the building as far as being a threat of a major league hitter. He's just awful. So there you go. There's there's Javi Baez. There's a difference, and 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 they got to find some way to get in the playoffs and do something once they get there. And and so Baez is that suggestion, and is Criswell really a guy who is he is he just a hard thrower? Does he have secondary pitches? That kind of stuff. So when you heard the the idea of of Baez, did you have you okay with that? You want to see that? Do you do you think? I, I don't know these minor league players. I see these ratings and, and I go from there. I have an idea of a destination of a team they should deal with. But when you hear this, you're a Cub fan. You were around when they won this World Series. When that World Series, apparently their only World Series, this one's gonna, this group's gonna win. And you hear Baez and you hear Bryant. What what are you thinking? And can you be cold-hearted enough to say, what can I get for him? I'm okay with a Baez trade for a high-potential 
minor league pitcher who scouts believe is is trending towards being a starting pitcher at the major league level because the the Cubs have to do it that way. They need badly, badly mm-hmm. to have starting pitching on this team. So if the price for that is Javier Baez, I'm down with it. And but it would suck. I mean, like I don't like the idea of losing somebody who is really fun to watch on a daily basis. However, if we're thinking about it through the through the Cubs lenses and through what Major League Baseball is or wants to become, Javier Baez doesn't really fit in, you know, like in terms of being a a contact guy. You know, he he Javi does what he does. The the highs are high and the lows are low, and he does spectacular things on the base paths and in the field. But if you are if if you're not gonna win anything in the next couple of years and you are going through this rebuild, then Javier Baez, if he's on this team, he becomes sort of a Sammy Sosa figure. A guy that, that people come to see and it's enjoyable and it's fun and you and I'll talk about it, but mm-hmm. what good is it doing with you? So yeah, I would yeah, I I'd entertain trading Javier Baez. Definitely would entertain trading Chris Bryant. And, you know, part of that, too, is is like just from everything I hear and what I think is that Chris Bryant doesn't want to come back here, that there's still a little bit of soreness towards the Cubs making him go down and picking up that extra year that he may just want to be out of here no matter what the Cubs offer. So, no, I can't come at it from a sentimental place at this point. And I think you bring up two points that, that back up the reasons that I had a destination more than a than a face. I could put a I put a logo on my idea as opposed to a, a face. And Brian is one of them, and Baez is another. Why aren't one of why why hasn't one of them been dealt to the White Sox? And then you think. I remember last week we we were discussing all this, and I said Baez should be a White Sox. Should they, they need to make that deal? That would improve. He can play second base. He has played second base. He has a second baseman's World Series ring, so to speak. He was there. He was that guy. And he would be an upgrade over what the White Sox have. And then we had the texture said, texture at Cub fan texture said, I'm, you know what? Cub Sox deals, I'm good for the next 20 years. Referencing <laughs> <laughs> that Jose Quintana deal. Honestly, and, I, I, I don't know. I think it still might be the Sox. Like, it doesn't seem like the Sox want to give up anybody. Like, any of their prospects or any of their big league players. I don't think the Cubs would have a problem doing business with the White Sox. I really don't. I, I mean, I, they showed it I, They showed it once. I don't think, like, there isn't that emotional attachment with Jed Hoyer, nor was there, I guess we should go back to Theo Epstein. These guys aren't from here. They don't feel that. I mean, they, they know it from being here, but they don't feel that like Cub Sox thing. The Sox do, though. You know what I mean? Like Rick Hahn, and the, there's always been that feeling from the Sox side of the fear of the Cubs. Like, it's not reversed. The Cubs don't fear the Sox. Well, the the trade like that can can leave a mark. Uh, the, the, the I found, I think, I have two good reasons, I think, for, for making that deal. And the first is, look, the Sox system is everything you thought the Cubs or the Cubs said their system would be. Everybody who comes up from the White Sox produces. See Gavin Sheets for details, right? The kid goes home to Baltimore, yeah. hits a, it's a home run in his home park. And yeah. and 
that's just the latest in a line of, of whatever. Andrew Vaughn, here, try a new position and produce. Okay, I'll do that for you. There and you go. Jake Berger, you can come back from 17 impossible injuries. Yes, there you go. Thank you very much. And that's just what they've been doing. So mining that system in any kind of deal is an advantage. But I also think that there's a, I think one of the things, Jed, the tricky part of what he's doing, we discussed it with Rizzo and in, in when Tony Andraki was on, is the the delicacy of these, they're still your cubby beanie babies, right? These are the guys that won the World Series. They have not produced anything matching that since. And in fact, they have shown the ability to choke at the most, at the, at the worst time. And, and they've They've continually backslid. So, so you have good reasons to get rid of them. However, you don't want to be the team that that kicks these kinds of heroes in the rocks. Here, here you go. Here's a boot up your butt. You're out of here. We're, we don't need you anymore. And I think that's a... These guys are legends. They're Cubs forever. They are people you don't want to... You don't want it to look like that. Not to the fans, but around Major League Baseball to other potential free agents. You want free agents to believe they're going to be taken care of here. I know it's it's always number one rule in life, right? Follow the money. That's the way it is. And and yet agents know there's more to it than that. There's more there's something about you wanna you want to watch out for yourself on on the backside. You want to be taken care of. So if you make that deal but you send but Javi gets to go to a team that is, you know, has got a great shot to win the World Series, and he might be the difference, just as an example. And and now you're and you're keeping him in the same city. Same thing if you made a deal with Bryant to the White Sox. You'd be helping yourself by picking from a system that's ripe, and you would be showing pretty good consideration for a guy you're going to trade anyways. It's not like. You're sending them to some place they they don't want to be, or right. uh, you know, right? Javi, you're going to Oakland, really? Whose cornflakes did I urinate in? What did I do Where's to that? deserve this? Yeah, and <laughs> and that, did they move to Vegas yet? At least make it interesting for me. That kind of stuff. And I think that there's that one of the things that that encourages me to think there is a Cubs White Sox deal to be made, one or two, however you want to look at it, for one or two play, one deal for one or two players. I just think that's a that's a, a way that the Cubs can dismantle what they need to dismantle. It'll also be available to sign them again, right? You know, the Chapman thing. And, and yet not look like, okay, you're done. We're done with you. See you later. Go to Oakland. Go to someplace, um, someplace that, that where there's not anything. I think there's something romantic about the Cubs making a deal with the Sox and the Sox winning the World Series. The Cub fans might not want it, but the Cubs, I think, ultimately could benefit from it. That's my case. I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I think that's what goes on. And I know that that one guy, one example makes a difference. You brought up Chris Bryant, still with hard feelings about that that year of extra year of service time. I think the Cubs that reputation stays with the Cubs. But one guy, John, look at the difference John Lester made coming here. They weren't, they weren't challenging for anything. John Lester showed up. John Lester brought John Lackey here. He and David Ross talked him into this thing. Do this. Do this. Come here. And then 
you you had that guy standing. He pitched like that guy. He led like that guy. He recruited like that guy. He helped make that organization better. He made the Cubs a lot more respectable. And I think that you look better around the league if you if you're the Cubs if you can do that. Am I nuts? Am I just trying to find some reason to make this make this better? No, I I think you're right. And I'm I'm thinking about too the. Let's say the Cubs trade Chris Bryant to the White Sox. That would mm-hmm. obviously fortify, help the the White Sox. The Cubs need back pitching, starting pitching. Would you trade straight up Chris Bryant for a Jared Kelly, who right now, according to MLB.com, is the Sox not only top prospect, but top pitching prospect. He was the 47th pick of the 2020 MLB draft. I feel like Yolki Cespedes, the center fielder, if it, it, he feels very off limits, like he's their their next big thing. Like, and I'm and I'm sure that there's there could end up being repetition in the Sox outfield if everybody comes back healthy, or there then they get a couple other guys. Jonathan Stever, that's one guy that everybody's heard of. Matthew Thompson, their third prospect to write it. So, straight up, Cubs and Sox fans, a Chris Bryant for Jared Kelly or a Jonathan Stever and or, or the same thing with Javier Baez. Like, that, that is definitely a case where it would not appear that either team was getting fleeced. If you're the Cubs, you're, you're wanting to stock your system and get talented guys who could be ready to play in the major leagues as you know as early as 2022 or 2023. It it feels like that it's a it's a pretty good dance partner. As the White Sox fan in the room, if yeah. the trade is for Chris Bryant, like you said, it's a right. hard yes, absolutely. So uh, even it's... on there, like like give us Jared Kelly. Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Okay. In a heartbeat. Okay. If it's for Javi Baez, no. I, I just oh, okay. I, I I mean I I I I appreciate how exciting of a player Javi Baez is, but he has shown no ability to consistently like just lay off pitches out of the zone. And it just I would I don't want any part of that. And as a guy that's going to be in the lineup every day, as a guy that works Cubs games here and witnesses or listens to so many of his at-bats, it's predictable. Like You go up there, it's like, all right, he's going to get three pitches inside, and he's going to swing and miss at all of them, and that's going to be it. It happens <laughs> no, so often. Or or the pitcher will make a mistake, and he'll hit it out of the yard. Like, that's what right. he does. Highs are high, the lows are low. Yeah, so I just, I don't, if you're giving up top prospects, I don't want it to be for that. I want it to be for a guy like Chris Bryant, who is going to give you a great at-bat every time up. What do you think? LaRusso would do with a guy who loses track of outs and seems to be I mean it's not that Javi Baez doesn't lack the the swag, the attitude, the the charisma to be on that team that has uh, is bubbling with charisma. But what do you think the manager does with a guy who is who, who if Baez does some of the things that cause David Ross to say, you know, you're out of the game right now. How yeah, I don't, but I don't think that's really Baez's MO. I mean, that happened. And uh, but I don't. He's not like he's Starling Castro, where he's just, you know, flipping the sunflower seeds and doesn't know where he is Turning or what's back happening. on the pitch. Yeah, like I mean, Baez is a high baseball IQ player. So I, I, yeah, I don't. It would be interesting to see what Tony would do in that scenario. But I'd like to think that David Ross handled it handled it very well, actually. Yeah, 
He did. All right, well, um, we run our mouths. We'll let uh, our deluxe guest weigh in on this, what the Cubs are going to do, what some of these prospect, what some of these potential deals might bring, what can they expect. We will talk with Mark Gonzalez after this break. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'd love to have that again. If I'm being honest, that we had, you know, I think we had a ton of talent that came up through the system at the same time, and you know, conceptually, you know, staggering it perfectly would be great. But you know, when I look at, you know, the number of sort of all-star MVP and Cy Young caliber players we've had at one time, that's why we've won the, you know, been in the playoffs five out of six years and you know, won divisions and won World Series is because we had those core players. So I actually look at that as a, a positive, and you know. We talked about kind of having a wave of guys when we got here, and like those guys happened to hit at the at the same time, and I think that was a great thing. The voice you heard was Jed Hoyer. The music you hear is new walk-up music from our deluxe guest. On the Scores Hotline, the Scores Hotline is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's Gonzo. He's Mark Gonzalez. Welcome back to Saturday Suckage. So explain your change of music, sir. It sums up the last two and a half years. Holding on to yesterday. Whoa. (laughs) Deluxe. That's deluxe. So Gonzo, you can read him in the Daily Herald. And he is, and other, where else can people read you? I know you're doing some freelance work. You're taking, you're writing all over the place about different things. Where can people read you, Gonzo? Well, mostly at the Daily Herald. Uh, 
trying to sprinkle the infield and uh, get something more permanent, but I'm grateful that the Daily Herald reached out and asked me to write once a week, so I'm grateful for that. So as you write about baseball and the Cubs and and Jed Hoyer says this, this is certainly not a rebuild, then what is it? How does it not become a rebuild? What's What does that mean? It's a big word, but I think if he scores on a few deals like Brian Cashman did uh, for the Yankees in 2016, uh, then you could say it's not a rebuild. Until then, uh, you better put on boots because it's a foot deep already. (laughs) (laughs) So what? So this is a question we've been pretty much asking everybody, Gonzo, and that is, what is the value of, say, Chris Bryant to another team. What what should the Cubs expect to get back? What would they accept in getting back for Chris Bryant? Well, somebody tweeted this earlier today, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you can get something that's more than the 75th overall pick in next year's draft, then you have to strongly consider taking it because huh. that's where we're at right now. One thing that's been overlooked, I think, or I know, is that there are money considerations, too, not just with Chris, but with Craig Kimbrell, Javier Baez, uh, Anthony Rizzo, those are four big-ticket guys that are going to be free agents after this year, and how much teams are willing to take on. And there's a, there's a balancing act there as to what your compensation is going to be player-wise as opposed to how much freight in, in, in dollars is that team willing to take on. So um, we'll find out more because, you know, money rules the mm-hmm. day. And we'll see where this uh, franchise is going in terms of uh, what they can move as far as salary and what, how great the return is uh, for these guys. Our guest is Mark Gonzalez. Gonzo can be read in the Daily Herald, and he should be read in the Daily Herald. Uh, we're talking Cubs baseball here on The Score, Cubs and White Sox. And, and in the course of what you just said, the... The idea that the the Cubs, if the Cubs could get anything better than the 75th pick, that would be what they, that would be where their pick would be for, for Bryant for losing Bryant, and there he goes, and and that kind of mentality. Then, aren't you aren't you saying the Cubs should deal Bryant and Baez, and and if you're considering money, then you you're better off having other teams set a market than bidding against yourself for guys you already have on your roster? I I think Jed's got to do what's best for him. Certainly uh, there are areas you might want to address too. Maybe there's, there's a kid who maybe not now is, is worth that 75th pick, but if you believe in your structure, your system, your teaching, maybe you uh, are able to enhance that player player's skills to where he becomes good. Maybe he's a project. Maybe uh, he's going to need four firm years before hitting the major league scene, scene, but you know that um, the tools are there. Um, and I think that's what factored into the, uh, the Darvish trade is that, um, you know, people have referred those four guys as lottery tickets, and rightfully so, but um, there's something there in, in all four of those guys. And uh, with time, you hope uh, it all crystallizes. But um, the old saying that one scout once told me is you're waiting for prospects, you're waiting to get fired. 
Yeah, I, that is that is true in many cases. And Gonzo, from your your time around the Cubs, have you can you distinguish at all how Jed Hoyer might be different from Theo Epstein? Well, he's already made one big trade this last winter, so we know that he's not afraid to pull the trigger now. Uh, was he uh, told, hey, you have to do this? I mean, that's subject to debate. We're not, we weren't in that room uh, right. when he and Tom Ricketts were going over the budget, but um, we've seen he's not be- he hasn't been afraid to make that big deal now. I think the stakes are greater because of what's transpired recently, coupled with the fact that you have four pretty good soon-to-be free agents that can give you a very, very, very and much-needed return. So we're going to have to see. We're going to have to evaluate each trade on its own merits, but then uh, big picture is, okay, where does it lead this team, and does it satisfy uh, Jed's uh, or fulfill Jed's statement as we're not in a rebuilding mode, which means you're getting major league-ready talent back. We're talking with Mark Gonzalez here on The Score, talking baseball. The White Sox are not in a position where they have to – they don't appear desperate. They could use help. Every team could, even the contenders. And then you see Carlos Correa go down and you go, hey, maybe Javi Baez is an is Astros trade bait. And do the White Sox want to see that happen? And is that, kind of try, is that the kind of – bidding war that Jed Hoyer needs to make the most out of this. But if you're looking at the White Sox and Rick Hahn's not afraid to be aggressive, Rick Hahn also seems to have a really nice touch about when to make the moves. What do you expect? What do you think they need? Well, um, we can go around the roster a little bit. I still think a a bat would help. Uh, Definitely a reliever. Uh, toward the back end, I'm not saying replace Hendricks. That'd be, that'd be crazy. He's done a terrific job, all-star guy. But somebody who could really, uh, I think, in my mind, actually make uh, Kopech even more uh, valuable, more so than he is right now. That's kind of a luxury, but when you're getting into the playoffs, uh, the more high-caliber arms, the better. Um, one thing I think that's been... Uh, overlooked is uh, I'm kind of concerned with Moncada and he's got the shoulder issue. Certainly he, he's gotten it out, out there, but I certainly think if you can find a guy who can play third base on occasion as well as second, uh, you're doing yourself a lot of good. And that's why I've always advocated that they get uh, Escobar from the Diamondbacks because he can play both positions and he's a switch hitter and he's a free agent, which means uh, you're looking at uh, assuming that Moncada is going to be a healthy in 2022, and you don't stunt uh, the development and return of Nick Madrigal. Yeah, are, are you? Saying, we were talking a little bit about the Sox starting pitching, and specifically Dallas Keuchel and and Lucas Giolito. Can Giolito get it back together? You think? Because it's just and not he's been bad by any means, and he's had some bright spots. But can he get back to being Lucas Giolito, Cy Young contender this year? I think he can. There's still more than two months left. This guy has ridden the roller coaster before. I think he has a good idea of what's needed for him to get back to that form. I still think he has the equipment to be a 
a, a consistent 15-game winner in the big. So I'm not, I'm not worried about him at all. We're talking with Mark Gonzalez. He writes baseball for the Daily Herald. You can find him there. We're talking baseball here on The Score. So he wrote about, or he texted me about, Ellis said it was like Scarietta. So <laughs> they found they found an injury. This nagging thing might last the rest of his career if Cub fans are lucky. And the move to do that, letting Lester go, bringing back you know, somebody from that team, like, here, don't be mad at us for letting Lester go. I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Is there any... Explain what was going on there, and is there anything to the idea that the that the Cubs, that Jed is stuck with and must, that part of the threading this needle is letting heroes go, bringing heroes back, the Cubby, the Cubby legend as a beanie baby... And is that factor into what he's doing, whether it should or not, does it factor into the way he's going to handle the next couple weeks before the trade deadline with some of the guys who are on the roster? I think you have to do this thing rationally and not let emotions and, and uh, local sentiment factor into this. I mean, we've, we've, we've been playing this game for two and a half years. It's like the eighth grade dance. I mean, come on. We've, we've, we've waited long enough. Uh, this team hasn't gotten to the National League Championship Series since 17. In my eyes, that they've they've regressed. I mean, last year was a an impressive feat in that they got off to a great start. Uh, they followed COVID procedures uh, to a line, and they won a division title. But we all know they were flawed in a lot of ways. So. Uh, having said all that, I think he, he's got to think this rationally and put emotions aside. I mean, these guys have had a great run uh, getting to the, the World Series title, but it, it's been slipping. And I think I point to Labor Day at 2018 when they had a five-game lead with 26 to play, and they let it go, and, and uh, they didn't make any significant moves because, to me, there was something amiss. And at least if you move one big-ticket guy, you're showing that you know we're not going to – aspire to be average and since then there's been a regression isn't part of it though gonzo that that probably ownership at this point is scared to death of like we know what they said about what happened to their finances with having no fans so obviously that's the biggest deal in their business model do you think that they think the fans can't handle another real rebuild where you actually do let go all these precious core players? Well, I think that's why they're, they're keeping their fingers crossed that uh, they can turn this thing around in a hurry. And, and, and I think it's, it, it is possible. It's, it's going to be a, a tough task by Jed, but if he can pull it off, all the power to him. And um, you can always sell hope. You know, I think right now people are dying just to get out to uh, ball games, And we, you see it reflected in the crowds. Uh, yesterday and probably the rest of the weekend, weather permitting. Uh, if you can uh, at least get a good return back, then uh, you you can sell hope and show the fans that you're serious about turning this thing around in a hurry. And I think a lot of fans are smart enough to realize that um, some of these guys aren't going to be back. So there there is some reality there. 
Gonzo, we appreciate your time. Look forward to um, talking to you again and um, and your new walk-up music, which was wonderfully, wonderfully, a wonderful statement, sir. So thank you for joining us. Well, maybe it'd just be this time. We'll, we'll see how the, the roster shapes after July 30th. Okay, and then we'll get back to John Facenda, the voice of God. <laughs> or something else. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Mark Gonzalez. Mark Gonzalez, you can read him in the Daily Herald. He's a deluxe guest. We're happy to have the deluxe guest uh, right here on the score. So I guess we should, you know, Mark, we haven't talked much about Shohei Otani. And it, and and I don't know. That's all right. Everybody else is doing that. Yeah, you're, you're right. They have. And I went down a Grand Slam rabbit hole this week. And found myself back in yeah in 1898, and Jesus. I found a guy, and then then I when I tried climbing back up, another part of the rabbit hole involved a guy who was sort of looked like Andrew Chafin before Andrew oh, Chafin boy. did. It was. Do we want to hear this segment? I don't know. I, None of that sounded particularly <laughs> good. I don't know. We'll figure the it. Rabbit out. hole to the 1890s. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that. And then back up to back up to a guy named oh. Full Pack. God, Grover doesn't even go back to the 1890s. Jesus. Oh, he does, too. Yes, he does. All right, it sucks, we'll and it freebases. There you go. There you go. Part of our roll call. We'll, we'll take a break and we'll figure out how we can further screw this up. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This sucks. Really, it does. There you go. We're taking suck attendance. Thank you for joining in. Chicago Sports Radio 670 score Saturday suckage. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Grody. And Mark, your guy, your guy is going to represent the Cubs at the draft tomorrow. MLB's draft starts tomorrow. Your guy, Rhino, he's going to be representing the Cubs at the draft. As he should. One of two Hall of Famers to represent a team. The other's Raleigh Fingers for the A's. And Andre Dawson turned 67 today. It's Hawk Day. What does what does that do for you? Well, he's just like to me. He's just frozen in time as Andre Dawson, the Cubs right fielder. So it's just that's just bizarre to consider that he he would be at some point in his life 67 years old. I can't have it. No, no, it can't. He's still the guy who signed the blank check and won the MVP award. One of the greatest wins ever for the for the Cubs in their history. A a bona fide Cubs killer with the Montreal Expos. So there's there's that, and then you get him for cheap, and he wins the MVP. So, but it didn't really add up to anything because the Cubs were in last place that year, kids. That's yes, they were. So I was informed that uh, Trash Panda had a chat with Sweet Alice earlier, and I just said, well, let's. Let's hit. Let's leave this for the air. So let's mm. discuss this now. So quick background: I found out this morning that Barry Cronin, who co-hosts the golf show The Scorecard with Mike Esposito in in the mornings on Saturdays, I found out that I had no idea that he is the cousin of the lead singer for Ario Speedwagon, Kevin Cronin. Is it Kevin? I think I'm blanking on yes. that now. Yes, Kevin yes. Cronin. I found out that they're cousins, which blew my mm. mind. And I immediately uh, remembered a story my dad told me about one of the bands that he played in 
way back when in you know the 70s did a few shows with REO because I can't remember what the mutual <laughs> connection was. But this was, I, I asked my mom, I'm like, you know, when was that? Because I was trying to see if they would have some reason crossed paths, right? And apparently, they, this was so long ago, this was before Cro Kevin Cronin was even in REO. So this was like the, the original REO Speedwagon my dad oh. did shows, shows with. <laughs> and my mom followed up with this information, said they did a normal benefit, spelled N-O-R-M-L, the National Organization for Reform of Marijuana Laws. <laughs> yes! You were meant to be on the Wake and Bake show on Saturday's suckage, and then weren't she, you? And then she followed up again and goes, took almost 50 years to work. <laughs> That's true. Sweet Alice has got it all figured out. So oh, they, So your dad did the, did the nor performed in a normal show, and now he's armed. Okay. All right. Apparently, yes. That's, that's, that's just excellent. And it, so yeah, every, mom, every now and then I'll find out like little bits of information about my parents, or my, especially my dad, about something like that. It's like I had no I knew that he had played shows, like I think they were opening for REO, something like that. It was obviously before REO really hit it big. But what? like I had no idea they played at this normal festival. <laughs> festival. And and say again, so Barry Cronin's cousin is in REO Speedwagon. Yeah, Kevin Cronin, the lead that's singer. Awesome. Yes, that is that's. I see. I just didn't know the REO Speedwagon lead singer by name. So I didn't either, honestly. Yeah. So that I was like, oh, as soon as he, Barry just kind of mentioned it nonchalantly on air, coming back from a break because I was I played REO Speedwagon, and. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I immediately Googled REO and got to Kevin Cronin's Wikipedia page. And I was like, oh, man, I'll be damned. He looks kind of like Barry. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Take it on the Thumbs run, up, baby. Barry. Yeah, man. What, so what was the name of your dad's band? Did Darrow say Trash Panda? That particular, no. <laughs> that particular <laughs> band, my dad was in a few bands. I thought the, the most famous He's band He's like, he yeah, was my dad in, was in uh, ACDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's no big deal. He played with Cheap Trick or something. You know. right, right, right. <laughs> no, uh, he, he that that band was called Windfall, but that wasn't okay. that that was not the most well known band that he was in. That's just the band that he played was playing in at the time. Gotcha. What was the best known band that he played in? The Shooter played in. <laughs> Poker. That would have been a good name for a, ba a band. Shooter. Poker Flats is the name of the band. Poker Flats. Yeah. Rosenblum like that. He's Mr. Poker. Yeah, but didn't they have a <clears throat> wait, that's a that's part of a title of, of some kind of literature from a century ago, right? Well they eventually became the Rascal Flats. That's, that's yeah, the yeah, evolution. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's that was the first iteration. No. no. Right, right. <laughs> so poker flats. And meanwhile, earlier in the show, earlier before the show, Mark, mm -hmm. Trash Pandas <clears throat> I asked for some Ringo music. And he goes, why would you want music from the least talented Beatle? I'll second that. Which is, yeah, it's an objective fact. It's not yeah. that Ringo's not talented in his own right. He's just the least talented Beatle by quite a margin. And my point <laughs> was this. He's one of two living members of arguably the greatest rock band of all time, pop band, the greatest music collection. And... And I made the comparison. You know what they call the guy who gets a C in medical school? Doctor. 
He's a Beatle and you're not. So shut up and play. <laughs> get I get by with a little help from my friends. And yeah, point, for WB, point well taken. Yeah. Uh -huh. I get high with a little help from my friends. Ringo's 81. Come on, a Beatle oh is 81. God. That is amazing. 81. Yeah. How old there is Paul? Go. Sir Paul. Same? I, I Well, he's got to be close, right? I don't, right, I I don't mean, know. I guess we can I look didn't it think up there was any... The, uh, Big difference. Paul is 79. He's a youngin. He's a Still youngin. Going so they, they had so Ringo played drums and and kept time and was the one who bought them liquor for a couple of years. Right, that was his job. <laughs> hey, that's, that's an important job. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you're demeaning him. You're demeaning Ringo. I, I should I shouldn't have made it so demeaning. I was just right. I, I I did state an objective fact though. So what? He married Barbara Bach and you didn't. Right? That's true. And yeah, again, and like you said, he's he was in the Beatles and I was not. It's it's a great point. Okay. All right. But you're the, the scion of one of the members of Poker Flats, so you do have that culture. True. That's yeah. true. And and you're the producer of the WB Club. Congratulations. Right. Going places Normal. in life. By the way, all the names, all the names traced do you, the MLB draft, do you is it do you follow it? Either of you guys no, follow it because of I, guys. I, I've been trying to a little bit, but I, I, you don't watch these guys. No, do you? not not really. I mean, like I followed it very closely in the the Cubs years of building and some of the Sox years to where the Sox are now and where the Cubs were. But I don't know. I haven't really had the energy to study the draft. You? No, I, I don't. I, I know some college names from the World Series, uh, College World Series, or from what I might see during the season, but there are some names that popped up. Like we, we're pretty well assured the number one pick is going to be um, Jack Leader, Al Leader's son, Pitcher Vanderbilt, Leiter. right? He's probably... Yeah, Leiter. Al Leiter. Leiter. Is it a, leader. Yeah, not Leader. Leiter. Felix Leiter. I should. Yeah. I just think right. of James Bond. I right. got you. So... Al Leiter's kid's going to go number one. They're, and yeah, the also kid. on Vanderbilt, and maybe number two or three, Tracy Rocker, son. Kumar Rocker. Tracy Rocker, the former NFL player. Oh, I thought you were talking about John Rocker. No, 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 no. Oh. This, would, this would not. Um, Tracy Rocker played defensive tackle at Auburn. Now he's the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line coach. Gotcha. He, played for, he played for Washington, okay. and he's been a lot so kumar rocker might be there is a guy vanderbilt's got a bunch of them isaiah thomas by the way another isaiah thomas people. but it's spelled differently and he's not part of that isaiah thomas well there's two he's isaiah thomases there's yeah, the old isaiah there's the current isaiah thomas in the nba and now this one and the connection is neither of them he's a cousin <laughs> of tim duncan oh okay that makes sense yeah sure <laughs> of course it makes sense so there's a kid I'd never heard of, Cam Camden Hayslip. This sounds like somebody that Trash Panda would know. Camden Hayslip. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I had uh, math with him my senior year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You were at the you were at the Hayslip family reunion last week, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> I dated I dated his cousin for a while. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So, so did he. Did he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Friendship Christian Jinx. Tennessee High School. Yeah, yeah, we're so we suck. His father is Ben Hayslip that I still didn't know. However, his dad has written country hits for Tim McGraw, Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, and others. He was 
once named Country Songwriter of the Year. Wow. Twice, I'm sorry, 2011-2012. You're doing great. I just love these. The connections are just wonderful. I completely forgot about this name because it's college football, but there's a player pitching for Elkhorn High School in Nebraska named John Drew Theory. Christo. Yeah, right. Drew Christo. His father is, buckle up, Monte Cristo. Oh, I was going to say that. Yep. Delicious. Yes, it is. He's a wonderful sandwich, that Monte Cristo. He was backup quarterback for Nebraska when they won national championships in the 90s. In the 90s. You, you, just, you don't, you know, when we ask you if you studied the draft, stop with this Noah Hammond. No, I didn't. I studied MLB.com finding names. And I just looked at names and said, okay, where where does this go? The, this is a weird, Dante Baldelli. So this is not, don't don't overthink this. Who do you okay. think his brother is? So I can't say Rocco Baldelli? Or I can't. You have to say Rocco Baldelli. Okay. Okay, so don't overthink it, right, like you said. Who was the number six pick in the 2000 draft, Rocco was, and 2019 Manager wow. of the Year. He's 16 years older than his brother, Dante. Oh, wow. Real, yeah. That's kind of cool. There is a second baseman out of Berkeley who is available in the draft, Darren Baker. Oh, the dusty son. <laughs> yep. He was that all one? Pac-12 first team for the Oh, for that's the incredible. Oh, that I didn't is... know that. I, I, no, I had we... no idea. I didn't even know no. he was playing. Period. No. He's still the he's still the one that JT Snow rescued at home plate. <laughs> that's who he is. Um, Lenny Dykstra, uh, quite the infamy. His uh, his nephew Casey Dykstra is in the draft, center fielder for Azusa Pacific. It always does sounds he also, like. Does he also go by nails like Lenny Dykstra did? The Maybe former Mets tacks. in Philadelphia Philly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe thumbtacks. Yeah. Mark McGuire's kid, Max. Remember? The, the yeah. little kid he grabbed it and lifted high to the sky when he hit those homers in the summer of 98. First yes. baseman outfielder, right handed pitcher for Capistrano Valley. He is available in the draft. Mark McGuire's kid, and here's the one that I just, the one you always wanted Harry Carey to pronounce. Bryce Martin hyphen Grudzelonic. <laughs> hey, if you could and, spell it, I'd give you 10 well, bucks. Well, <laughs> Harry, Harry refused to say the name. Harry would just call him the G-Man. That's the what G- he would do. The G-Man, because he didn't even want to try. He would sacrifice his upper bridge work for that. So Mark Rizalonik's son, a shortstop for Torrey Pines, is in the draft. And Andy Pettit's son, Jared Pettit, left-handed pitcher, imagine that, for hmm. Dallas Baptist, if he if if I didn't misremember this. But but he played he played for Lance Berkman in high school. Andy That's cool. Pettit's kid did. And Didn't know Lance Burke. So that's what Berkman's doing now? He's a high school? Well, he was. He, he coached him. Anyways, I just thought the the some of these names come up and you go, wait, really? What's the connect? Because like you said, the MLB, MLB draft, you're not watching these guys. It's not like football, basketball, right. like you're caught. You know, I don't watch college baseball like that. So I it's true. 
no matter what they've tried to do, it it still hasn't caught on. I mean, the draft is better to watch now, or is watchable, I should say. But mm-hmm. it's still, it just does like, there's no, yeah. Unless you're like a, a draft Nick, then there's really just nothing to it. No, there's not. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. We need to do what Mark heard. Mark, you heard a lot this week, I would imagine. I did, and we're going to continue on. There's a Steve Stone with some very strong words in regards to Eloy Jimenez and his potential <laughs> return. There I can only was, imagine. Yeah, there was a hit-by-pitch in a game yesterday that we're going to hear and uh, discuss, and then more from the Cubs president of baseball operations, Jed Hoyer. That's just some of what will be coming up next on what Mark heard on the score. Well, that's what we're going to do. He's Mark. He's the Mark of what Mark heard. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I'll be hearing it with you the same way he... Same way all of you will. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.